1: Our heads are bigger than ever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will explain that reference in a moment. But first, I am uh, Andrew Ball, state government reporter with the Topeka Capital Journal, and co-host of "Chillin' in the State House," everyone's favorite S- Kansas state government and politics podcast. I'm joined with Jason, whose head is not—I don't think gotten any bigger. Jason Tid, my better half. Jason, well, how are I did you?
2: just get a haircut yesterday, so my head is. A little bit smaller. Uh, I, I, I'm doing well, though. And
1: How are you? I'm good. For those of you who who are not religiously watching all of the new campaign ads.
2: If, if you're not, you, you have not been on TV or a streaming service in the past three weeks.
0: And you also have not been on Bob Beatty's YouTube channel. Yeah, it's time to come out from under the rock <laughs> or out of the cave and... Watch some TV or streaming or whatnot. Well, there was a there was a Chris Mann, uh, Democrat
1: candidate for AG, running against Republican Chris Kobach, and it was it was uh, saying Chris Kobach is back, but the, the tone of voice was so good mm-hmm. in the where he's back that yeah, to, it, c- it's begging c- begging to be memed and mimicked on a podcast. like Yeah, ours. that was
0: probably actually by design, right? Yeah. That, are we giving them, like, free airtime now? <laughs> just, should we not be doing this? Well, we should know we, we, we can balance it out and give Mr. Kobach fair time by noting that he talks about his experience litigating federal cases and being a lawyer and suing the Biden administration <laughs> on behalf of private for, parties. For
2: what it's worth, I have not seen a TV ad yet from Chris Kobach. I have seen yard signs from both candidates when I'm driving
1: yes. through my neighborhood. He is on TV. He does have a few ads. But,
2: yeah, I don't think I've seen uh, uh, I, I guess I haven't watched p- enough TV tonight. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll fix that
1: this weekend. Yeah, watching the baseball playoffs maybe is – that's not the target demographic. But, John,
0: your point actually feeds in pretty well to what we were going to talk about today. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've got my. I'm chilling. I've got my drink. It's actually not a cocktail, despite the sound. Um, well, I, we were we, talking. We, this is uh, we we do everything here legally at at chilling in the statehouse.
1: Well, I I walked into ran into the other day, and you were like you were stricken. You were like so worried that people could hear the sound of your ice, and I think it has a little. Little flavor, sort of like
0: that nineteen sixties Dean Martin Rat Pack vibe. There, it, yeah, we really are like, the Rat Pack. W- we are <laughs> we, almost we, we NPR with our background noise. By Sammy boys. Davis Jr. or Frank Sinatra,
2: <laughs> what's that? Jason? We're, we're we're almost NPR with our like natural sound in the background. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's that's like right. We need a f- few gulls call calling calling <laughs> to us or something. I almost thought you said golems. well
0: golems too. yes
1: (laughs) we will be getting to the point of the podcast soon listeners don't worry (laughs) but um but yeah john walk us through a little bit of uh uh why uh uh, we're talking again about the attorney general's race we did want a podcast on this race last week but they had a debate this week and brought up an issue that uh, is kind of ripe right for discussion.
0: Well, and and during this debate, amid all the discussion of 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 crime and other more standard, uh, traditional attorney general uh, issues, the candidates got a question about election fraud, and of course, Mister Kobach. Uh, as when he served his two terms as Kansas Secretary of State, he was a big promoter of the idea that election fraud is a serious, serious problem. Worked really hard to tighten voter laws. There was a proof of citizen show your proof of citizenship with papers law for new voters. It got thrown out by the federal courts. But anyway, during his answer, uh, he said multiple things and uh, they they had 45 seconds to answer and then uh, toward the end he said, and the state needs to get rid of ballot drop boxes. We have heard other people want to get rid of ballot drop
2: boxes. We actually had a lawsuit about it uh, too, to be exact. Uh, One out of Sedgwick County from Mark Geatson back when he wanted to get rid of ballot drop boxes before the primary election that had the, anti-abortion constitutional. Mark Mark Eatson being a
0: long time anti-abortion activist and in in Wichita and now anti-ballot drop box person. Um,
2: And I I think it was Wichita media reported it took what about five minutes for the judge to dismiss that case. Uh, Mark Eatson was also the person who funded the $119,000 cost to do the recount of the amendment.
1: And he got a lot of Amex points and Yeah,
2: yeah, he he put it on his credit card, or multiple credit cards. Uh, And more recently, we also had a federal lawsuit uh, this past week. A federal judge in Kansas City, uh, Kansas City, Kansas, uh, rejected an effort to ban ballot drop boxes before the general election. And it was a uh, timely decision because this past week is when the well when you could start voting uh, by, by advance mail ballots or advance in
1: person depending on the county you live yeah and and we should note that there is no evidence that ballot drop boxes are vehicles for fraud which is is generally the allegation yeah. that these kinds of the, folks the, make the
0: Associated Press did a survey of election officials across the US and there were there were no instances reported of them being the target of tampering or fraud or or anything like that. Now, Mr. Kobach says the issue is mm-hmm. that the state with ballot drop boxes cannot enforce what the Republicans call the ballot harvesting law. That's the law that says, I, as an individual, can't deliver the ballots of more than 10 other people. His argument is, I could essentially gather 20 or 50 or 100 or 200 and put them all in the ballot drop box, and election officials would not know that I have violated the law. If I am careful enough to get each voter's permission, they sign the ballot, and then, if I if I just come up with a name, different names to list on the ballot envelope before I drop it in. And again, should be noted, there's no evidence that that is happening. And, and right.
2: Thinking of there being no evidence that this is happening, isn't this part of what the theory was in 2000 mules, the uh, widely debunked conspiracy theory? The Dinesh D'Souza yeah. joins Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes, that was that convicted felon Dinesh D'Souza. Wasn't he pardoned? <laughs> yes. by trump yes
1: we should note that all comments made by individual members of the podcast are those of the individual members and not of chilling in the state house incorporated or the topeka capital journal (laughs) so sue jason not me please Uh,
0: Uh, also also uh you know major league baseball prohibits the the express use of this without permission um and, and yes that was that was one of the arguments and of course that that those ideas have been circulating for a while. Um, there was a big effort in the legislature this spring to, mm-hmm. de- to limit the use of ballot drop boxes, I think, one for every 30,000 voters, registered voters in a county. That would have, uh, I think the number, that in 2020, there were 191 deployed, and that would have gotten rid of, I think, 80 of them. It would, and it, most it, of those would have been out of uh, more rural places.
1: Well, a, a county that I know used them a lot in 2020, Bunce County, yes. which is geographically one of the biggest counties in the state, had numerous ones. Um, and to not report any issues. but and It's interesting. The, the, the support of ballot drop boxes comes from a wide range of folks, including Republicans from more rural areas. And, and the reason why is because the mail can be just so gosh darn inefficient if you're in western Kansas. Because if, I want, if I'm in um, Holcomb, and want to mail something to Garden City, oftentimes that mail has to go to Denver, or it has to go to Abilene, Texas, or to Kansas yeah. City, and then back. Even
0: Topeka doesn't have a processing center anymore.
1: Right, and and so it's just oftentimes much more well, efficient and, and, to and to drop it off at a Dropbox.
0: That's one of the points that Scott Schwab, the Republican Secretary of State, Mr. Kobach's successor makes, is... He argues that these ballot drop boxes um, are much more secure than post office drop boxes. I mean, wasn't his comment, something along the lines of, would you rather
2: send a hundred dollars in cash through the mail or drop it in a drop box?
0: Yeah, exactly. That was his I, I believe that was his comment. And and, you know, his argument is these drop boxes, you know, they're they're. Having looked at them, I went over to Douglas County in the spring and looked at their drop boxes, and they have locks, and they're they're kind of tall and thin, and you know the the slots to put things in are not very wide. And
1: well, there, there was even in Washington State, one got hit by a truck, and it was the truck was damaged, but the ballot drop box. The, the receptacle was was intact well, and, and the and, ballots and were and generally fine.
0: they're locked up so you can't get into them. You have to have two keys to open them. Generally, the procedure is, is that a Republican and a Democrat have to be present when the when the box is opened, all, all kinds of stuff. And and Mr. Kobach does concede that the state, and he takes credit for a good deal of it, did tighten down the laws on on mail ballots so that it. Yes, there are a lot of checks in place to prevent basically ballot box stuffing, and um, but he argues this remains a weakness. And, you know, there have been all kinds of discussion about limiting the number, making sure a camera is on them, having somebody physically present. All of those things are out there and states vary pretty widely in what, they require what's interesting to me is the the concern is this that it allow the argument is that it allows people to get around this this so-called ballot harvesting law let's be let's be clear about what ballot harvesting is Ballot harvesting is an illegal thing where you manage to get your hands on incomplete or unfilled ballots, and you fill them out, and you figure out a way to slip them into the ballot box or whatever. What we're talking about here is people delivering ballots for others, and the argument from Republicans who push the law is that there are chain of custody issues. The more hands you get on a ballot before it gets to the election office, the more chance there is for a ballot to get lost or deliberately misplaced or something like that. But again, there's no evidence that that was actually happening on a large scale. And the uh, the voting rights people say all this does. All this does is it makes it harder to get the ballots of poor people, you know, people of color, the elderly people are living in nursing homes. It just makes it more of a chore to get those ballots to the election official. And I was talking to Davis Hammett of the Kansas voting rights group, uh, Loud Light, and he said it's as if Kobach is saying, we made up this arbitrary rule to make things harder, and now we're upset that it's hard to enforce it you know, or that we can enforce it. In other words, his argument is that there shouldn't even be this rule on third-party delivery of ballots.
1: Well, Jason, I'm going to toss it back over to you because you mentioned the federal lawsuit that we got some news on this last week. But a lot of those players in that lawsuit are people who have become pretty prominent in Kansas on election misinformation and their broader lawsuit is a real whopper and maybe signals kind of some of the fights that we could be seeing, depending on how the results come out in a couple of weeks in in early November.
2: Yeah, I, I think the most absurd part of the lawsuit is they want Governor Laura Kelly to overturn the results of the twenty twenty election and order it to be redone.
0: Yes, a redo um, of the twenty twenty Which President. There is no
2: authority for that and uh, I'm not sure how you could redo an election two years after it has happened.
0: Well, and and they even, the lawsuit even argued that there were problems with the elections going back to 2017. And the judge said, Daniel Crabtree said, you know, the plaintiffs could not explain why they didn't come to the court before now if they were concerned about an election in in 2017 um and and he said the he said two things of note in in the decision he wrote the first one was that essentially he are he his description was that the lawsuit was long on speculation and theories and conspiracies and short on actual facts that would give these folks that they couldn't show that how they were, that they were facing imminent harm if ballot drop boxes still were used and other things. And then the, the other thing is that he basically said, these plaintiffs may not like the election system we have that was put in place by elected representatives of the people, but, that doesn't give the court sweeping power to change them on its own. It,
2: it was kind it, of like a turn of the argument that Republicans have used in other states. Of, yeah. It is the legislature's job to determine how the election system works so courts shouldn't change it willy-nilly. And that, that's kind of what the judge said here, was that the legislature chose this as the way the election system works. Well, but, but, and there's no reason for the court to step in and change it when there there's no evidence that it is violating people's rights, or that anything is wrong with it.
0: Right, but let's let's think about the state of the law. The state of the law, I- of election law right now, is counties are authorized to use ballot drop boxes. There's nothing in the law that says they can't, or limits them, or anything like that. So they can put up as many as they want, in theory. And, you know, Mr. Kobach acknowledges that if he's elected attorney general, his main ability to do anything about these ballot drop boxes is to urge the legislature to ban them. The, the legislature would have to pass a law specifically to ban them.
1: He could, however, um, do what he did as Secretary of State and attempt to prosecute uh, cases of, of voter fraud. I don't know if voter fraud well, is the and, correct and he, term. But and he and his
0: promise to do that, Right. Uh, I mean, his issue with this is, how is he going to find out that somebody has has violated the law on, on third-party ballot delivery? Somebody delivers 11 or 15 or 100. How is he going to know that unless, you know, there's some official somewhere at the counter and somebody comes in twice and, you know, they say, hey, wait a minute. You came in yesterday or two hours ago. I mean, absent that, how are you going to know? I mean, again, voting rights activists would tell you there's no reason for that law to exist. But the people who pushed it, the Republicans who pushed it, argued they were solving a problem. And a lot of states have rules about this and limits and that sort of thing. So it's it's not some weird outlier that Kansas has done it.
1: Well, and I think, I mean, if we've seen anything over the last few months with the primary, Secretary of State Scott Schwab had a primary Mm -hmm. from a very conservative former Johnson County commissioner Mm -hmm. who wanted to ban drop boxes, among other things. Um, And the the recount we mentioned earlier of the abortion amendment um, signals that we're going to be getting more of these kinds of bills, I think, in January uh, than we even saw last year. And we will see Secretary of State, Scott Schwab, assuming he wins in November, uh, he's running against Democrat Jenna repass, uh, for a second term will continue to be put in this interesting position of, um, you know, trying to defend basically the status quo against a group of lawmakers who may not be particularly interested in maintaining the status quo. And that's true also on the, on the three day grace period, which will We'll see kick yeah, in that, again that soon. Yeah, that
0: died. Yeah, that died in the house. Um,
1: and again, I mean, the, the the rationale is Republicans. There's not a whole lot of interest in Repu- from many Republicans in ending the three day grace period. Is as long as you get your ballot in the mail by the time polls close on election day, it has you have until the Friday after uh uh election day for it to re- and, and reach that its was destination. something that
0: the state did even before the pandemic and other states adopted it because of the pandemic and um yeah, and the argument is well we want election day to be election day the opponents of that argument say, well election day has never been the last day in Kansas you always. You always eventually have uh, county officials canvassing and looking at provisional ballots days later. I mean, the August 2nd primary
2: didn't have its results certified until, what, August 30th?
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, but you you were mentioning Scott Schwab in his primary. I mean, that, by the standards of an incumbent and a generally well-liked incumbent Republican in Kansas, uh, was... Closer than I think a lot of people would have expected uh, for the opponent who was running essentially on a campaign plank of
0: conspiracy theories about elections. Well, But that I mean, that shows how how widely these conspiracy theories have circulated in the Republican Party and how widely they're given credence. Um, you know, and, and of course, this is all occurring in the context of the former president, Donald Trump, saying repeatedly that, you know, making this false claim that the 2020 presidential election was stolen from him over and over and over again. and And so... Clearly, that idea has taken hold in a lot of quarters in the, within the Republican and,
2: Party. And Scott Schwab has had to straddle the position of uh, working to make elections more secure, while also pushing back on conspiracy theories. And doing that during an election season, I'm sure, was not fun for him. Yeah. he said at he said as much at the uh, bus tour when they. Kicked well, off in Topeka, he, he, that he 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 said that Republicans should be focusing on economic issues, not uh, conspiracy theories about elections, because it hurts turnout among. Republicans. Yeah, I remember that
0: he was basically making a pitch that said, "Hey, stop talking, stop circulating these election conspiracies, because you're you're suppressing turnout."
1: Right. The only people this hurts are the candidates you want to win. Yeah, that was
2: his argument, and. and Assuming he wins in November, I, I'm curious to see how uh, he is when speaking with the legislature, knowing that he does not have to run again for another four years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be an interesting dynamic for sure. Um, anything else we want to discuss?
0: Well, I mean, you know, other than, I mean we should talk about that ad since we mentioned it at the top, the floating head of... Is it a floating head of Mr. Kobach? Or? It, uh, it kind of just pops up, pops it, it, up. It,
2: it has kind of like clip already hearts coming out of
0: his eyes. Yeah, and you know, it. Argues that he has a big ego and he's only running to satisfy that ego or uh, his uh, or push a narrow political agenda. And of course, you know, Chris Mann's message is, "I'm not a career politician who's just in well, it." For he me,
1: ca- he called Secretary Kobach a comic book villain during the yes, debate on yes. Tuesday, which is they were talking. That about is a immersion. burn I have never heard, and he did uh, not
0: specify which comic book villain. <laughs>
1: that's true. I was tempted to reach out to their campaign and ask.
0: Well, I mean, okay, I'm going to struggle with my knowledge of the Marvel universe here, but there are like some villains that have a tremendous, some comic book villains that have a tremendous amount of power, right? Like there's one that got the, what What was it? The, 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 the glove of destiny or something and ended and like half the people dissolved. Are, are you talking about Thanos? Thanos, Yes. Isn't Thanos Greek for death? By the way, I, I, anyway,
1: noted Greek expert Jason Tid is staring blankly. The, the, the extent into the of my
2: Greek is that my parents uh, said that my biblical name was Greek, while my siblings' biblical names were
0: Hebrew okay anyway I just remember there's a villain who like put on this glove and whatever and at the end of the movie you know Spider-Man said I don't feel so good and then dissolved and then they came back two years later and somehow the world was normally reconstituted we were. I'm sorry. We were, I just, we were I about just the eternal, spoiled the Marvel, race. the MCU yeah. for some people. I apologize. Well, we were talking about the Attorney General's race at some yes, point. Yes. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, Mr. Mann described Mr. Kobach as a comic book villain in in that debate and. You know, he's been, I mean, one of his main pitches is, essentially, I'm not Chris Kobach. This is my first run for office. He had that closing during the debate. That was essentially when I was a police officer, Mr. Kobach was running for this office. And when I was a prosecutor, he was running for this office. And when I was doing this, he was running for this office. That was his And And I, I, I think for the... For those of
2: you who listen to us regularly, you may recall that last week we did a lot of talk about the new Kobach uh, and how he might have had the same beliefs, but was not as, uh,
0: not quite as rambunctious. I guess that would be the word. He was, the argument was they were seeing a more disciplined Kobach running a better campaign. And both of you watched the debate and it, I I take it that the first
2: two-thirds to three-quarters of the debate, he was presenting himself that way. It was in line
0: with what we'd heard from Republicans. uh,
2: And uh, it was toward the end that he got into the ballot drop boxes, and for those of you who may have wondered if a new Kobach came with new
0: beliefs... uh, No no i mean and 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 that was i mean for all the discussion of always oh, change there's a new kobach even he, i mean it, it we weren't arguing or hearing or anything we weren't hearing those arguments that he had changed his beliefs i mean this is a guy who's been talking about election fraud i mean he was doing it five six ten years before donald trump was and you know that was his whole platform when the first time he ran for Kansas Secretary of State. It's a plank in his platform for attorney general. So he, it's still there. Um, and and so, yeah, given the opportunity or the push from one of the moderators to talk about it, he did. And it was a push. It was a question from the panel of moderators that that got us to the discussion of ballot drop boxes.
1: Well, and Secretary Kobach, I think, has argued that he has extensive litigation experience and has yeah. some experiences that Chris Mann does not. Uh, Man, I think as pointed out that he is not always successful in his litigation endeavors, but it will be an interesting dynamic to keep an eye on going yeah, forward. Yeah, it's
0: going to be a, it's going to be an interesting and potentially very close race on November the eighth.
1: Well, f- for more information on that race, on all the other races, on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and on. Uh, references to obscure uh, kansas campaign ads uh you can find all that at cjonline.com on twitter at cjonline or you can like us on facebook we might not have as much marvel content as i implied but that's okay
2: i, I was just wondering if we'd be the avengers or if we want to be the suicide squad that's not
0: marvel but
1: i thought we were the rat pack
0: we are the Rat Pack. We could also be like, you know, I I like to be Batman. I'm a little out of shape to be Batman, but, you know, George Clooney wore the, you know. Caped Crusader John Hanna. Yes, it, Caped it, Crusader. It, it, if we
2: had uh, sponsors, we could. this would have been a great time to promote whatever that new Rock, the Rock super movie, super... Super uh, hero movie is Black Adam, is it? I think so.
0: Yeah.
1: If anyone from Marvel, Marvel's owned by Disney now.
2: I don't think Black Adam is Marvel. I think this is yeah, uh,
1: Marvel. I think is
0: a
2: Disney thing.
1: If Disney is listening to this podcast and would like to uh, have sponsorship opportunities, uh, Jason, where can they find you on Twitter to make that connection?
2: At Jason (laughs) underscore Tid.
1: And I am at Andrew Ball, B-A-H-L. We'd love a little sponsorship. Uh, anyone out there? My, my uh, some money? D- Disney
2: photos are not on Twitter, though. Uh, they'd have to go to Facebook to see my... Uh, if, dressed it, up as uh, Flounder with my fiance as Sebastian while on our cruise. Um, it's a good look
0: for you. I, I mean, if we discuss Disney enough, don't we have to let Ron DeSantis on to... <laughs> as, <laughs> as the opposing point of view since he's had some... The governor of Florida has had a couple of conflicts with the Disney folks. I'll leave that up to the legal team to decide. Yes, the Uh. vast legal team, the army of lawyers you have. (laughs) Yes. Uh,
1: John, where can they find your work?
0: Uh, www.apnews.com backslash with the hand motion. On Twitter, I am at at APJDHanna. For Marvel stuff, I would suggest... uh, uh, going and trying to find my uh, son-in-law on on Facebook or something because he knows a l- he he has this whole like room full of like Marvel stuff and I'm like you know when you have kids you're gonna have to lock the door because they will want to get into it anyway and if
1: you want to listen to back episodes of Chilling in the State House where we go on tangents much like we did on this one, you can find. We all of are those. a
0: tangential group today, and often. <laughs> and I right? love it.
1: I love it. I think that's why people like the podcast. I haven't gotten anyone who's emailed saying they don't like the podcast that that we go into many tangents. So until yes. I do, we're going to keep it how it is. Darn it! Uh, but you can find all old episodes anywhere you get podcasts: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Jason.
0: Andrew. John, Andrew, Jason, my drink there, shaken, not stirred. Wait
2: until next week and then we'll be back.
1: Have a good one, y'all.
0: I'll be back.